Okay, so guys, I think we are here. We basically said that uh, David would get up in the middle of the night, uh, and we said that, uh, um, and then we asked, but hold on a second, it seems to say that he got up before the night, uh, because Neshef, you can see here in the yellow, the nef Neshef means, uh, means evening, and he got up in the evening, and then we gave a few answers how uh, it doesn't, it could be that he did get up in the he did get up in before nightfall, and basically uh, either he he slept like a similar to a uh, horse who doesn't sleep properly, and then uh, from but when Chatzot came, when midnight came, he got up like a lion. It could say that the first half of the night he learned Torah, the next half of the night uh, from Chatzot he praised Hashem, um, uh, and uh, another option is that no, he was up at. Uh, at uh, evening, um, but uh, it just means that he was still he like he was he was from before Chatzot he was awake, not that he got up at Chatzot. Now, now we're just going to go this word v'neshef. Um, does the word neshef actually mean um, uh, uh, evening, or can it actually mean morning? Which would uh, which would make sense that David was up at Chatzot, but he also maybe got up at in the morning. So it says v'neshef urtuhu. Is Neshef, uh, does it mean not? Haneshet Safrahu. Neshef is actually the morning. Tichtev, as it says, Viyakim David ma Neshef. Um, David smote uh, from the morning. Uh, from from the morning. Vaada Erev until the evening. So it sounds like it's the morning. Lamar Chatam, the next day. My love, mitzafra vad laila. Does it not mean it's from the morning till the evening? Lo, no, meurta vad urta. No, it could mean from evening until evening. Then why did they use ihaki? If so, lichtov maneshef ad daneshef. Say from neshef to neshef. Not same word. Not from neshef to evening. It sounds like they two different things. Or ma erev vad erev. Or use the same word of evening till evening. Ela amarova trei nishve havu. Really, the word neshef. Can mean both. There are two neshef. Neshef leila va'ati yamama. Neshef yamama va'ati leila. So it could mean morning or evening, and uh, and that might be another way of answering up the pasuk, the contradiction. Okay. Now uh, it says v'David mi have a yalda palgada leila aimat. This is an interesting question. How can it be? Now remember we said that David. Remember we were talking about the mishmarot, the watches in the night. And we said that as a proof that David got up at midnight before two Mishmarot, and we answered that up. But it seems to be clear that David got up at midnight. Now, how did David know when midnight was? You know, if you don't have a watch, if you don't have Mars Manim. Uh, so, uh, so it says, and he was asleep, remember. If, according to that opinion that he says he was asleep, how did he get up at night, in the middle of the night? But David, I might. Hashata Moshe Rabbeinu lo havayada. Even Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know when it was. Dichtev, as it says in the pasuk, by the uh, the final plague of um, uh, Bechor, kachatot halayla, kachatot halayla, like the midnight. Meaning he didn't. Moshe didn't tell Pharaoh that it would be at midnight. He said around midnight. So you see from here that even David and um, uh, Moshe didn't know exactly when midnight was. Uh, 
at around midnight I will go out amongst Egypt. My kachatzot, what is like midnight? Ilayma de amala kuchabrikul kachatzot miikasveika kameishmaya. If we want to say that Hashem is the one who is saying kachatzot like midnight, what is there doubt by Hashem? Obviously, Hashem knows exactly when midnight is. Ela de amala. Rather, what we can say is bechatzot. Um, at night. Uh, it should say bachatzot. Va'ata'iu, Moshe was the one that said, va'amar kechatzot. He's the one, Hashem told him at midnight, but Moshe said kechatzot, around midnight. Alma, it follows from here, misfeikalei, it was a doubt to Moshe when midnight was. V'david havayada, but David did know when midnight was according to what we said. So basically it's saying that if the great Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know, how could it, how could David, um, how could he know? So there's a number of answers. I think there's three answers to it. This is a bit of a, a long answer that goes on to the next Amud. Um, so let's see. So it says like this. David simana havelai. David had a son. David had a harp that was hanging from atop his bed. And when midnight came, naturally uh, a wind, a northerly wind uh, would come um, and would, uh, it would blow through the strings on its own and it would make the sound, uh, it would make it sound. So basically according to this, naturally there was something, there's a wind that always comes in the middle of the night, and that was what um, David used to wake up. Not Moshe Rabbeinu may not have had that uh, kunz, he didn't have that, but uh, David did have it. Okay. Hold on a sec. Um, okay. So it's, that, was one, that was one option, that he had this tool to try to wake him up. Um, and when it did uh, make the sound, immediately at midnight, when it would uh, make the sound, he would rise up and, and learn Torah until dawn. Um, once uh, dawn had come, it happened, not every time, uh, probably, you know, on... It, it happened, but not all the time. As he as dawn came, the elders of the of Israel would come to the king, King David. Amrulo and they said him, Adonainu, our master, Hamelech, the king, Amcha Yisrael Tzuchim Parnasa, that your nation Israel needs, um, they need Parnasa, they need uh, sustenance. Amalehem Luchuvitz Parnasu Zemize. So go and deal with it, you know, get the rich to give taxes to the poor. You know, I'm not the financial advisor. I'm not, I don't run the economy. I'm the king. You guys go in your capacity and work how to distribute the wealth uh, fairly. Amrullah, they said, no. Aina mas etari. No, the comates will, does not satisfy the line, which means like this. You know, there was um, in the Beit Migdash. One of the offerings, when there was a flower offering, the coin would take a kamitza, was like a fingers full of flour, um, and uh, that and and push it off, 
and he would um, he would uh, um, and that amount of uh, of of flour would you uh, would be offered as a uh, as an offering. So it says the the sages said to um, um, David that the comates, the little bit of comates won't satisfy the lion. Meaning we don't have enough internally we, we to satisfy the needs of the nation. So it's not that it's not something we can work out. More so, it's a, it's an it's a internal issue. Um. So what did he say? Um. He said, and the pit cannot be filled from its own sand. Rashi explains what this means is a, a mashal, an allegory, a metaphor that when you take the sand out of a hole and you try to put that sand back in the hole, it doesn't fill up the hole um, like a, you know fully. So, which means that the state doesn't have internally enough to satisfy its needs. So Rav David said to, to them, Amalehem, Luchu Upishtu Yadechim, go and spread out your hands for Gedud, um, uh, and get bounty and loot from uh, from our enemies. You know, go out and go to other nations and uh, conquer some land so that we have more uh, uh, resources. Sounds like a bit like of Katan, Elif Alpha of Dalot. Um, and, uh, and go and and get uh, and and uh, and uh, bring in some resources. Miyad. So what what did they do? Hold on a sec, guys. Um, I don't know what the guys doing there. Um. Uh, so it says. Sorry about that. Got uh, hacked by some kid in Ashir. Um. So it says like this. Um. What did they do now that David told them to go and uh, go and. Uh, find some resources elsewhere it said they went out and they got advice from Achitofel who was the general because if you want to go out and fight you need uh, you need the general to be behind you and they consulted with the Sanhedrin that was the next step the sages and then after consulting with the Sanhedrin they would go ask the Urim Vatumim now the Urim Vatumim were it's actually it's, it seems a machlok at Ramban and Rambam as to what they were, but uh, the Ramban says that there were there was a a piece of parchment that went into the choshen the breastplate of the coin gadol and miraculously and it had the name of Hashem written on it and when people would ask it questions the coin gadol uh, Hashem would communicate with the stones and the letters that were engraved onto the choshen through the power of the Urim Vitumim. Uh, the Rambam might argue with that, it seems, and see, seems it wasn't actually something separate um, from the Choshen, but uh, be that as it may. But that was basically it was a way how to access direct uh, prophecy from Hashem if you had a question. So first they went to the general to not rely on the miracle. You know, first you do the, the Teva, the natural thing. Then you go to the Sanhedrin and we'll see why. Um, they went to Sanhedrin, and once you have the, gone to the Sanhedrin, then you go to ask the Urim Vitumim. So, that's what happened in the story. Um, and remember, we're talking about how David got up in the middle of the night. Amar of Yosef, my cry, what's the Pasuk that we know why they did this order of going to the general, um, of going uh, and then going to the Urim Vitumim? So it says, um, what's the Pasuk? 
after they went to Achitofel, first they went to Achitofel, who was a general, Beneyal ben Yoada, he was a member of the Sanhedrin, the Eviatar, and Eviatar was the coin gadol with the, the Urim Vatumim, the Sad Seva, Lemelech Yoav, they were the the, the general of the army to the king of, to the king the general of the army to the king was Yoav. Achitofel Zeyoitz. This was the general who they got advice from. Vachain who Omer vatzatech and a pasuk to prove that says the the advice of Achitofel asheyatz beamim haheim kasheyishal bedvar elokim. So you see from that pasuk that uh, you got advice from Achitofel beniyau ben Yoada. Ze Sanhedrin, he was a member of the Sanhedrin. He was the coin gadol. So it shows in that order how uh, when you went to get advice, first the general, then the Sanhedrin, and then the, the Urim Vatumi. Um, and uh, this is what it says to explain that he was connected to the Sanhedrin, the sages, those who uh, decided of the halakha, um, it says, al krati vaplaiti. Um, why is it called al krati vaplaiti? Why is the Sanhedrin called that? Velama nikrash mam krati uplaiti. Why is the Sanhedrin called krati uplaiti? Krati shekortim divrayim. Um, the Sanhedrin are called krati from the word koret, to cut. They were the ones that had clear, they showed clear and defined psak uh, you know they uh, they they gave things clarity and decisiveness. Uplati, um, why was the Sanhedrin called Plati? Shemufla'im bidvarim because they were wondrous. The word Pela, they were wondrous in their words. Va'achakach and then Yoav and afterwards then they would go and uh, fight. Um, okay, so that was the order, and that was what was uh, that's what happened in the early morning when uh, David got up. Uh, Amar or not got up, but rather was done uh, learning. Amar Rav Yitzchak bar Ida v'Amrila. Amar so it was Rav Yitzchak bar Ada, and some said was Rav Amar Rav Yitzchak bar Ida Rav Idi. My kra, what's the pasuk that uh, that says this that uh, that to show us that he got up with a harp? It says Ura Kavodi Ura Hanavel, arise, my honor, arise. With the the lyre and the harp, awake me. That's what David says. Hanevel v'chinor, the lyre and the harp. V'chinor aira shachar, and I will wake up the morning. Meaning, I will wake up at midnight with this harp, and I will wake up the morning. The wake up, the morning won't wake me up. I will uh, wake up the morning. I'll be awake before uh, dawn. And that's the pasuk. Of uh, to show you that of how David got up in the middle of the night, it was through the harp. Okay, that's the first answer. Now, Rabbi Zaira Amar Moshe, Rabbi Zaira Amar, Rabbi Zaira said, Now, just interestingly, Rabbi, uh, he was, he's also called Rav Zaira. Now, what's the difference? Interestingly, Rabbi means he got smicha, he's called Rebbe, like Rabbi. And this was after he went to live in he went to Israel and got smicha. You did you didn't get smicha outside of Israel. Now we're talking about like uh, the real smicha. Um, um so uh, so he was now called Rabbi. Just an interesting thing that I heard on this. Rabbi Zaira Amar. Rabbi Zaira explains how could Mo, uh, David know 
uh, when to wake up, when midnight was, whereas Moshe didn't. Uh, Moshe, Moshe, he always knew. But David, Navi, Nami, somehow they knew when the middle of the night was. The Kaven did David have a yada, But if David did know, then what did he need the harp for? I thought this was very powerful. Lit to arouse him from his sleep, meaning even he knew when midnight was, nevertheless, he needed some chizuk, he needed a wake-up call, and that was helping to help him get out of bed. So if King David needed a wake-up call, how much me, how much more so we need a wake-up call? Listen, David Amalek got much less sleep, at least less than me. But um, nevertheless, I thought it was a beautiful idea that he did know when midnight was, but uh, he still needed to wake up. Um, uh, the Kaiva de Moshe Aviyada Lamalai Lamama Kachatzot. So now we've got another question. Since Moshe knew um, when midnight was, why did he say Kachatzot? Why did he say it's like midnight? Remember the story um, when he told Pharaoh that um, the Hashem's spirit would come out over Egypt and kill all the firstborn. When would this happen? Kachatzot, around midnight. So why did, if Moshe did know, when it would be, why did he use such language? It says, Moshe, Moshe Kasavar, um, uh, I lost the place, um, Moshe Kasavar, Moshe thought, Shema Yitu Atstagninai Paro, maybe the, the, the astrologers of Pharaoh would make a mistake. Listen to this. The Yomru Moshe Badaihu, and Moshe would be called a liar, meaning like this. What happened? They, the astrologers, worked out that really Hashem came over the Egyptians and killed the firstborn. And it wasn't exactly midnight. It was one minute after. It was one minute before. But uh, because it wasn't exactly as Moshe said, uh, Moshe was a liar. There's a lot of Musar written on this line because, uh, you know, it's amazing how no matter how miraculous something can be, you can still uh, try and find reasons to explain that it's not miraculous. You know, like Moshe had to protect his himself by saying around midnight, because if not, they would they would say that it wasn't from Hashem. Um, just a, an astounding illustration of how when you don't want to believe something, you can explain it away. The Amar Mar, that's and that's what it says. La le shonach lomar. You should teach your Tongue to say, Aini yodaya shemetit bade v'teaches. You should treat, you should teach yourself your tongue to say, I don't know, just in case you know you are you you could be God forbid called uh, uh, a liar. So uh, and I uh, just heard that uh, on uh, another daf in the Gomorrah in Brachot actually, and please God, in a number of weeks we'll get there. Um, um like I say, eighteen weeks uh, or so. Um, uh, there's a there's a list uh, brought down by Rabbi Akiva Ega of all the places where Rashi says in the in his commentary I don't know, and it's amazing because he could have just not said anything, but he wanted to say I don't know. Some explain to teach us that it's very fine to say I don't know. It's and it's important to say I don't know. Okay, now that was another answer. Rav Ashi, um, now remember, so we, we said the first answer was a harp, woke up David, Moshe didn't have the harp. Another answer is, no, they all knew, but um, David uh, needed the harp to arouse him, 
and uh, Moshe said Kachatzotalaila so that he wouldn't be um, said that he was a liar. So he would use a vaguer language. Now a third answer. Rav Ashi Amar Rav Ashi says, but Paul Gurta the Tleisa Nigai Arbasar. Sorry, this isn't a an answer to that. It's an answer to why he said Kachatzot. Rav Ashi says, but Paul Gurta the Tleisa. Um, it was the um at this when he said Kachatzot, he it was actually the night of the thirteenth um of uh, of uh, Nissan, meaning it was the night of Bedikat Chometz. Um, Nigai Arbasar. Going into the fourteenth Havekai. And this is what Moshe was saying. Vahaki Kama Moshe. This is what Moshe was saying. Lisra to the Jews. Amar Kadesh Baruchu. Hashem said, Lamakar, tomorrow, Kikatot, like midnight tonight on the thirteenth, Halaila, Kia Idna, like now, Aniyotse Betoch Mitzrayim. So it's that it's not saying uh, it's saying like like Khatot tonight, exactly at this point tonight. Tomorrow night at midnight, that's when Hashem will pass of the Jews, um, and uh, and that's when we'll know, and and then and that's uh, when uh, he'll kill the firstborn. I just want to go a little bit further, just to try and catch up and make a bit of ground, if you don't mind. Um, it says, "Ledavid Shamra Nafshi ki Chasid Ani." It says that David said, he says, "Um, um." Shamra uh, Nafshi, God, my soul, he says to Hashem, because I'm a righteous person. Now we're going to get into how could David say that about himself, but we'll get there later. Levi Rabbi Yitzchak, there's a machloket between Levi and Rabbi Yitzchak. One of the opinions says, This is what Hashem, David said to Hashem. Master of the universe, um, I am not. Uh, I am not lo uh, chasidami, and I'm, am I not a righteous person? Why? Shekol malchayim Israel because all the kings of the east and the west, Yishainim, they sleeping ad shalosh shaot until three hours. Vani, but me, chatzot laila akum at the midnight I get up lo dotlach to thank you to praise you. Another opinion: What does it mean that I'm a chasid and and guard me because I'm a chasid? Ve'idach kach kach amar David. The other opinion, this is what David said. Lifna Kadesh Baruch before Hashem. Ribbon Shel Oilam, Master of the Universe. Lo Chasid Ani, am I not a righteous person? Shekol Malcha Mizrachu Mara, because all the kings of the east and the west, Yoshvim Agudot Agudot Bechvoidam, they sit in groups in their own honor. Vani Yadai Mugluch Lachot, and Ma Ben Me, I don't sit in these uh, gatherings to honor myself. Rather, ah, my hands are dirty, Bedam. With blood, uva shafir, and uh, shafir is the afterbirth, uva shilia, and the placenta, um, kedai letaher isha lebala, in order to make a pure uh, wife to a husband. So these are the laws of nida. Um, so the point what David's saying is, you know, these kings are only interested in themselves, but me, I'm besides for being a king, I paskan halacha, and my hands are dirty dealing with. Woman's blood and menstruation and afterbirth, etc., etc., in order to make sure, um, you know, a husband can be with his wife. It's just like such a contrast with Jewish kings. You know, kings are meant to be worried about the bigger picture, the country, and David was worried about that. But he was also worried about making sure that a husband could be with his wife and and build a family. And not only do I deal with these halachic matters, whatever I do, I need nimlach. 
Mipi Boshet. I, I, I consult with Mipi Boshet, meaning I'm the king, but I still ask my Shilas to Mipi Boshet. Rebi Omer, Ribi, so Mipi Boshet. Ribi, my rabbi, that's who I ask. And I say to Mipi Boshet, Rebi, my rabbi, Mipi Boshet, Yafe Danti, have I judged well? Yafe Chayavti, have I obligated a person who has to pay back something? Has I, have I done that correctly? Yafe Zachiti, Zakiti, have I, have I merited the person correctly? Yafe Tiharti, have I purified a person correctly? Yafe Timaiti, have I impurified um, somebody uh, uh, well? Velo uh, Boshti, and I didn't, I'm not embarrassed by asking uh, others halachic uh, shalas. Amir Bishu Berei Derav Idi, what's the pasuk um, um, that shows that he asked, he consulted with Biboshet, Va'adabra Ba'odotecha Neged Malachim, and I spoke with your statutes in front of kings, Velo Evosh, and I wasn't embarrassed. Meaning, I kept your halacha, I asked shalas, um, and I wasn't embarrassed to ask them. Um, Tana, lo mipi boshet shmo. The rabbi wasn't mipi boshet. Ele ish boshet shmo. Rather, his name was ish boshet. Um, Velama nikrashmo mipi boshet. Why was he called mipi boshet when his name was ish boshet? Shayam avayish b'nei David balacha. Because he would embarrass, so to speak, David with halacha. Meaning David was so humbled by the halachot of mipi boshet. Um, and that's why he was called uh, Mipi Boshet, which I think comes from uh, from his ma- my mouth, I was embarrassed. Lefichach, because uh, David was so humble when it came to dealing with Mipi Boshet, Zacha David menu Kilav. He merited to have a child uh, called Kilav. Um, now Kilav was one of the four people that never sinned. Uh, uh, one of them was I think Yishai, David's father, um, uh, and two others, Binyamin. And one of them was Kilav. V'am Rabbi Yochanan lo Kilav Shmo. His name wasn't Kilav. Ela Daniel Shmo. His name rather was Daniel. V'lamenikra Shmo Kilav. Why was, if it was Daniel, why was he called Kilav? Shayam machlim p'neid mipi boshet. Because he was b'halacha. Because he would be, I'm like, what? Um, he would be humiliated um, from the mipi boshet uh, with halacha. V'alav amah shloma v'chumato b'ni. And on this, Shloma Melech said in his wisdom, Im chakam libecha yismach libi gamani v'omer chakam b'ni v'samach libi v'ashiva chorufai davar. Okay, so what we're going to go, and if you want to know what that means, it says, Shlomo said in his wisdom, my son, when your heart becomes wise, then my heart will also rejoice. And it also says, my son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer he who taunts me. So just, and the next little piece, which we'll do next time, is why, how could David say about himself that he was a chassid? Okay, guys, I um, uh, hope you enjoy.